You're not going to overrate Fanta. No, it's not Fanta. <laughs> what is it? It's a little bit of um, antidepressant or something. No, it's just a <laughs> just a like a hydro, hydrolyte sort of stuff. Are you recording that, Peter? Yeah. Good. That's the start of the show. G'day, guys. Welcome to the mailbag. Another big week for us. Um, it's absolutely chaos all around our great country. We've got Red Hot Racing Friday Night at the Valley on a track which we're going to talk about after we go through a bit more dribble and yarn. Fascinating setup at the Valley. Mornington Saturday, which should be in perfect order for Mornington, which whatever that sort of means. But it's 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 pissing down in Queensland. It's absolutely pissing down in New South Wales. Almost no bet states, really, heading towards the weekend. Curls, thoughts? Yeah, um, I'll tell you what is alive and well, and that's dad jokes about wet tracks on social media. Oh, which horse is going to win the slipper? Oh, the one attached to the outboard motor. The <laughs> um, real quality yarning going on. Yeah, look, it's wet. Um, the forecast is to get wetter. Uh, we seen Dooman on Wednesday. Um, like you play very, very heavy. You got through the meeting. God bless Andrew Mellian and Snitzari um, winning the last. Uh, yeah, I don't know what will happen there. Like the Gold Coast track was pretty ordinary last week, and they're racing at provincials there Saturday. There's up. There's talk of like 100 to 200 mils of rain along the coast from sort of you know Sydney to Brisbane. So more than unlikely they'll race there. Toowoomba will race. It's it'll handle the wet. That'll be great. Look forward to a few more um, mind-altering rides for us to, to watch. <laughs> Uh, and Eagle Farm is Saturday. So, like, Eagle Farm would need every bit of that 200 mils of rain to sort of get into the soft five range. So I think we'll race Saturday, but um, we certainly won't be betting before we look at the tracks, that's for sure. Yeah. So are we going to preview any races in Queensland on today's show or just leave it? I think we'll leave it. I won't, like, you know, I'm hoping that we can bet tomorrow night at the Sunshine Coast that lines up with the, with the Mooney Valley meeting. But it just depends on track. Um, yeah, so there's really not much to talk about. This this Eagle Farm meeting Saturday is a um, is the leftovers from the reasonable horses that raced last Saturday at that Gold Coast meeting. So it's a it's a pretty low affair. Um, so we'll probably just leave Queensland, mate. I'll just. And in and in breaking news, um, our first ever non not a syndicated horse. If anyone's watching who wants to send us another cease and desist. It's just a horse that we decided to buy and raise together. Um, recorded a peak figure at the sunset, the Avocado. We're on track for the 2021 Everest at this stage. Um, Curls, anything else to report? Um, no, he, ran, he went super, actually, um, and pulled up well and spoke to Jared. Wheelow, the trainer, is pretty keen to give him another run in a suitable type of race, but... He actually sort of got a little bit more of a controlled lead this time, and um, yeah, his sectional times were outstanding. It's a good ride, and he sort of he, he kept improving through the line. He set up on it late. And it good. He's going to win more races. There's no doubt about that. We sort of anticipated that he would be able to go through his classes up there. Um, look, I've certainly taken my phone off silent to um, <laughs> take any calls about an Everest slot, and happy to do to discuss any deals. Um, and obviously, the, the earlier you get in touch with us, the better the deal is going to be for exactly. you. 
Um, not only will we give you a progressive young horse on the up, but we'll also give you a bunch of support with social media and content, that sort of stuff. We'll, we'll drive your brand yeah, as look, our horse drives yours. Absolutely. Right now, we, we, we sort of entertain anything from 98 to 99% of prize money to the slot holder. Um, but as you know, as time goes on and his form continues to, to go and his figures continue to get better, it, it'll be... Yeah, that, that 99% might turn into 90, guys, so... Right. You do you, but there's a great opportunity there for someone out there with heaps of cash. Mm. Alternatively, um, I could win 150 units on Saturday and just <laughs> ring, ring Neil Wear it and buy his slot. That's the other option. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll reassess Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a uh, and, and also in other news, you broke my heart as we started this show, Curls. You told me that Russian Camelot's been retired. Is this true? Well, it is true. Um, Russian Camelot will be retired after sustaining a slight tear in his knee or tendon in the All-Star Mile. The heartbreaker, because we were backed him to win. Mm. He's just, just got knocked off in the last 100, probably with a tear. What a tough little bugger. And that's not a fair thing to say, little bugger. He's a enormous beast, which Peter didn't see because it was too wet, and Peter refused to move on Saturday. He just sort of locked himself in there. Uh, snug as a bug with Ross Sop Brody knocking over Young Street combos with a bit of Twix. Like Ross brings Twixes with him in a, in a like little um, bet there, like stubby bag. I'm soaking wet. No Twixes for me. They've already knocked them off. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But anyway, Russian Camelot was a really impressive type. I reckon it'll go pretty well at stud, did? Yeah, I suppose. Um, if you're that way inclined, yeah, why not? Um, I don't know, like, what do you want to say? You know what it is, it's one less, you're just going to have to find a replacement. It's one less horse we're going to talk about on the show. Mm. So you'll have to, you know, obviously you've got to you've got to move on from Young Werder and find something else from the O'Brien stable. <laughs> that you can yeah, well, we didn't up. do a deep dive this week, but wasn't it just so, so fucking uh, reassuring and comforting to see Young Werder just run over the top of Cherry Tortoni there at the end of a testing sort of 2,000 metre race? <laughs> like... Here's a horse that's going around in a group race at a dollar ninety, and we've outstayed it. Makes me sick thinking about it right now. And just a little bit more breaking news because we're not sure one hundred percent, but we think Ancestry is going to the Hariba on Saturday at Mornington. Uh, I thought it would be a bet, and I could almost market favourite in the William Reed. So there's a tip for the Hariba. I think it's a very, very good winning chance. On Saturday, I think two dollars eighty cents is a great price. Well, on that note, news. well, there's one other piece of news. Farnan's <laughs> retired now. Uh, <laughs> now, I just hope that they just have a comeback tour in honour of the great Johnny Farnham. <laughs> I think they sort of already did. Um, but yeah, this is a horse. Remember, I remember Scurry picked this up in the yard. Remember when he come back? After winning the slipper, he said, "This horse is not a horse. It hasn't grown. It's it's still an early two-year-old type, and was against it. So that's my memory of Farnan, and I'm sure that everyone would have different memories. But anyway, he's gone. Whichever, whichever massive breeding operation has key or a stud, it's going to. I'll have a different memory of it. Yeah, dominant two-year-old, gold slipping winning son <laughs> of written tycoon, whoever it was. Yeah, pistol very quiet on today's show, mate. Anything to add? 
Nah, not really. I haven't had to do anything. You guys are just rolling fine. Shall we talk about some races? I want I want a hydrolyte myself, to be honest. But anyway. <laughs> Race 7, Moody Valley, Friday night. The Group 1, William Reed Stakes, over 1,200 metres. Jack Dickens. No ancestry, as you've just said. Who's leading this? It's Pippi, right? Oh, hang on. Here's one we prepared earlier. Just what another, just a, actually no, another, another shout out to the authorities in, in Victoria and the participants who rely upon my wagering and our wagering to, to feed themselves. There's an article on races.com saying the horse is going to the Mornington race. You haven't bothered to scratch it. Again, just a complete disrespect for the, the punter. It's disgraceful. We, well, I would have gone off my nana on Monday if we had done a deep dive about the track. Uh, upgrades and downgrades and retrospectively downgrading them and upgrading them. They're the best. It is horrific and disgraceful and it's you're basically lying. It needs to be improved on massively. It just it's not good enough. Anyway, Peter, back to this uh, group well, one race say, here. When you say when you say lying, you're talking about stewards or what are you talking about? Well, I don't really even know who's responsible, but I, like particularly like when and where to let now allowed back on track, I can lean over the fence and talk to a number of participants, mm. you know, and they're like, it's definitely heavy, and it's, they're still calling it a good. Yeah. So it's not deceitful, it's just or misleading. It's just maybe contradictory. I think it's I think it's archaic in the way it's done, and then it, but it can be perceived as misleading and deceptive mm-hmm. because they're giving out information which is false, but it's only be, yes. it's only because of the way they do it, like. The, the the regulations procedure needs to change, or it is going to. It sort of is deceptive. I got sorry. I was I didn't know we were talking about Bevan Lamney's case or the Mooney Valley track. Sorry. Um, Not Bevan. <laughs> I, uh, your points are relevant to both. Sorry, I was confused. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's uh, it's it's very frustrating. Like we saw, it might have been race six when they absolutely slogged home there on Saturday, and I think they were still calling it a good four at that point, or a soft five. And it's just, it was bottomless. Anyway, the fascinating thing about Friday night is they haven't moved the rail. I can't believe it. I don't know what it means. I'm going to trust Marty Siner and the team that it means the track's pulled up sweet. It has been a really good week here so far weather-wise. Um, but I think we have to tread with a fair bit of caution. I'm going to preview this race as if it's sort of on-pace suited because it's rail true. Uh Mooney Valley, but with the with the rain and the racing last week, that could be way off here. So you need to watch, you need to learn as the races unfold, and yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> Pippi leads Indian Pacific, Portland Sky thereabouts. Hay Docks got some speed from five. Bella Vella comes across with Anstel, not with Anchester now uh, from eleven. <clears throat> I think Libertini will go back. I think Kementari goes back from 13 and 9. Um, Flit and Mask Crusader thereabouts, like back half. And I think September Run goes back with Brooklyn Hustle. Now, if they can run on, I think September Run's a huge price here. It doesn't go up in weight at all versus everything else does. It's got a dominant SP profile over a stack of them and, and just has to be bet if they're running on. Um, I think the, the bomb proof horse. Here is number 14, Swats That, who has a good SP profile. Um, is a fair price here, drawn to get a really nice run. 
is flying. I think it's one from one track and trip, so we know it handles the uh, Mooney Valley track. I just think that barrier four is a really good barrier for it. And I thought uh, number 12, Portland Sky, if rails and run and on pace is the place to be, is overs. So many variables with this race. If the inside chops out, then Libertini, Camentari, Flit, they, they all come right into it, along with Brooklyn Hustle and obviously September Run. But um, I think the bomb-proof horse each way, if you want to bet right now, is number 14, Swats That Peter. I was going to say, that's probably the first thing that stands out when you just curse through, like just having a little glance through the form guide. How many of these horses have not raced at Mooney Valley before? Which for me is just an, like an enormous red flag. Yeah, well, and I'm worried about the track a little bit, so I'm, I'm trying like sort of 1250-metre race if it's a bit hard going by now. And I think that sees out Pippi. Indian Pacific's way up in weight, and there's going to be more tempo here. It, it can't be half slow away at this track, you know what I mean? It has to go quick and get get across. Like, Bellavelle's got speed. I thought Haydock was playing, but does improve at this track. Elite Street's going awful. Mask Crusader, I just hate the barrier and the map. So what's that? We know he likes the track. It looks like a pretty good map. If it provided it jumps, he can put it wherever he wants to. And September Run's probably going to circle them all and go very, very close. Like, if you ignore September Run's performance, which I think there are genuine excuses for at Flemington, if you watch the replay of the Stewards' vision... It cops a proper knock as they, as the gates open. Big hip and shoulder, which can win them. Um, the, the SP is the SP. That's a big SP and a, like a, like a impressive SP in a big, big race. Yeah, that, that is and fair. If, and, if, and if you go in your punting form.com.au, what you can do, hunters, is you can find September Run and you hear us talk about SP profile a lot. You can click down your form link you can get a lot of good information from that from the key lead-up race, the new market there. So, Ancestry, uh, September Run has got the same... It's going to carry the same way that carried there when it was a $2.80 chance versus a stack of these, which are much bigger prices. All of them go up two to two and a half kilos, except for India Pacific, who's going up four and a half. So, I think that SWAT's that gets a much friendlier map, so I can sort of trust it a little bit here and, and ignore the weight that it's, that it's going to take on. But like Flit, Elite Street, Brooklyn Hustle. If Brooklyn Hustle can't run on at Flemington, she found like that, that horse found trouble in a thirty meter straight race, like a thirty meters across straight race. It's probably more likely to find trouble at Mooney Valley. It does go really well at Mooney Valley though. It's clearly its peak track. Yeah, but in in what type of races though? Yeah, but I mean, it ran fourth beaten one length in the Group One last spring. Uh, the what do you call it? The moi, the moi, moi, the moia, the moi. Yeah, but again, it's doing all its work before the race is over. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if they're making ground, any sort of ground, I think Gate Seven's pretty generous for it. It's got a nice sort of cozy jock on it as well. And D Lane, like D Thornton to D Lane's at about 15 lengths, isn't it? Oh, maybe not 15, but at least you know, 12 and a half. Weren't you there next to me yesterday when we were heavily on Shandy? Yeah, yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing, and it won. It wasn't pretty, but it won. Like, unless a jock, it doesn't get out. But 
it's a Wednesday at Sandown versus a G1 on on worth five hundred thousand. Yeah. Shandy yeah. getting out no skin off anyone's genitalia that's on here that's riding it. There's yeah. three hundred thousand skins on Brooklyn Hustle getting the right run. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I, if it if it was to just explode and win, it'd make a lot of sense. But it's just not a bet I want to ever have. That's a go. That's a great way to put my mindset. I can I can see this horse winning. I will never back it. When it I can see it winning, and I will never bet in Melbourne ever again. <laughs> That's what I can see. Do me a favour, you little ant. Can't win, Jack. Be serious. We've discussed this a hundred times. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Peter's making a case for it. I'm respecting his opinion. I'm making a case for it and Hey Doc Mould, mate. Goes really well track and trip. Maps perfectly. What? And I what? do think I do think that Peter's the, the authority when it comes to Group One sprints in Victoria. I always get these wrong on the previous shows. I can see this Hey Doc exploding here in its perfect setup, 1200 Mooney Valley. We've seen it before, like. Yeah. It, it, it is the it's the other map horse. Iden Iden's what's that? I think get the right run regardless of how the track plays. Just bang this thing straight on speed from the gate. Yeah, loves it. Has big figures. I guess the only query for me is the first up run was only an even run race down the straight, but we saw him last weekend have a bit of a blowout there at Mooney Valley before the rain came down. He did just basically all he needed to do. Just had a, a hoon around the circuit. Looked good. That was before the the fake terrorist attack. Oh, yeah. This looks a big price, doesn't it? Well, I, I'm, I'm looking at... For a proven horse, track and trip. Yeah, exactly. Libertini, September Run, Mask Crusader all haven't run at the track. Portland Sky has one start for one win, track and trip. We've already talked about spots that Brooklyn Hustle. Then you've got Hay, Doc and Pippi. I mean, like you're talking about horses that will be it on gets, speed It there. gets a seven and a half kilo swing on Indian Pacific. Yeah. It's a okay. pinch each way, the price. I think it beats Indian Pacific home. For sure. Mm. I think the map will dictate that a bit too, probably. Yep. Yeah. Not just ability. But it's such a it's such an important start, this this this, this um, distance at the valley. Like, if they all ping, you can just write off a stack of them that are drawn wide. But if Spe- they half miss it, Indian Pacific just lobs OSL comfortably. Speaking of pinging, no callow on Pippi. Um, interesting engagement. What does what does someone like Noel Callow do on a leader in a twelve hundred meter group one? Handlebars down, baby. He presses the button, doesn't he? If I if I was speaking to Noel, I'd just I'd just say Noel, just get it out of the gates. Get her to try and get her to settle, but as soon as she wants to let let it let, like get into her work, just say get into your work, girl. Just get into your work, baby. Yeah. See how long you can last for. So I, I think it's a um, very good opportunity for Noel. Yeah. Like if, if we're coming to race seven and the first six races have been mad on pace, then Pippi's going to hemorrhage. The, the, the track pattern, which no one would have any confidence in at this point in time, will have a big say in what way the market goes in this race. If they're running on, it'll be a Brooklyn Hustle or a September run or maybe both. Or a Kementari or a fucking Flit, which will hemorrhage. Mm. Fascinating that Ollie's gone with Flit, not Kementari, too. Well, it's also fascinating that Chris Parnham is joining 
his brother Brad in riding on Friday night before flying back to Perth on Saturday. I've just noticed that then. I didn't even realise Chris Parnham was flying across to Melbourne, so that's very interesting. So they're getting like the red eye back to ride at Ascot? Probably. Maybe they're going across to celebrate the old man's win with Indian Pacific. How do you, how do you handle that on Saturday? I don't. I ignore all jockeys anyway. <laughs> that could be the greatest pearl I've ever taken from a previous show. You know, it's important a jockey change. doesn't matter to who, to anyone, because the market will sort it out for you. We can't have Kementari winning this, can we? Hell no. no like, not, not with Chris Parnham from that barrier on that. <sighs> Look, some weird I'd shit going on at the moment. I'd shitless <laughs> if Holly was on it. It'd be a great way of just... Times. We live in strange times, and yeah. Kementari winning would just, like... What a way to send off the valley. I think, like, back to what we were saying, right now, I, I do think SWAT's that's the way to play this race. The, the stable is going very well for them. I think this is the best chance they're going to have in a long time to win a Group 1. All right. like it. Righto, that's us, isn't it? What else? Are we doing anything else? Uh, should we have a look at uh, one of the other features? The Sunline, Group 2, Race 6. Uh, it's not was much it race, there. race six? Yeah. Just while yeah, we're here. Oh, look, we, we had a good chat on that race. Oh, I'm a bit over it. So, look. Um... Oh, no, this is a good race. I like this race. How do you want me to start this? By saying how I think we should bet or dribble yeah. a bit? Or... Yeah, let, let's, let's go what with do that. Do? Dribble? <laughs> a little bit of dribble, Pete? Ah. <sighs> This is a group two, is it? Yeah. Group two. Last year, we were on Spanish Reef. Last year, we were on Spanish Reef at a huge over, and we saved on the winner, which was Mamsel Tess. They both rock up again here. Mamsel Tess will lead from one. Then I think Spanish Reef will hold, hold the spot from two, but I think In Good Health will be a little bit closer than it was last start. Quantum Mechanic thereabouts. Then Grand Flora, Scarlet Dream, Yamasaki, and Ocean X first up. I think first up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, look, happy to risk Grand Flora Yamazaki off the SP setup. Ocean X fresh from that barrier. I think Scarlet Dream will be over bet. It was it was very good first up, but not unbelievable. I don't like the jockey switch at all. Um, look, it's, it's a negative jockey switch. Craig Williams to John McNeil. No knock job, but Craig's Craig. Um, Oh, I have major concerns about betting on Luke Nolan as a rule. Like, and anyone who was with me yesterday and watched him sit three wide, no cover on... You long code. Oh, holy hell. <laughs> I made my opinion very clear in the chat. The so did I, I think. Oh, unbelievable. Um, oh, and he's... Oh, honestly. But from barrier five here, we did a lot like the, the way this shapes up speed-wise, you just... Hard for him to be three wide, no cover on this. Can't be. I think he either sits OSL or in the 1-1. One, one. I want to back it, and I want to back number three, Mamsel Tess, who was uh, too bad to be true first up, or last start, which was second up. 
First up, it was behind Probabil, which I think is a like, Group 1 form. Probabil would have gone very close to winning the uh, All-Star Mile if there was a good track there on Saturday. She's a proper, beautiful, beautiful horse. Um, genuine excuses like that EHPI, whatever you call it, Peter, last start behind Shalot, Shalot, Chalcy, whatever it's called, who's an enormous beast which just motored around like a V12 there last start. Um Mamzelle Tess has probably got some really nice track and trip figures if I want to justify this bet. Yeah, three starts track and distance for one win and two seconds. Six starts at the track for one win and three seconds. Distance, she's had five starts for one win and two seconds. She's a consistent horse who often goes around at a big price. She's becoming a bit of an old girl. She's eight years old now. Uh, but John gets on to replace Joy. Oh, I think it sort of back them both, Dutch bet them. Um, yeah, and just hope Scarlet Dream just is a little bit cold there from Barrow 6. I'd be nervous if Scarlet Dream, say, had the back of us on inning good health, but I, I think maybe Grander Flora might, might sit in front of him, in front of uh, Scarlet Dream. Any, um, any, no, just a couple of questions about notice, Devil's Advocate type. Um, I love it. Doubled its SP. From the moment the VIPs went up last start and got pulled up, beating 48.2. A regular heartbeat. Well, anyone that watches races in Queensland have them. Um, an ordered to trial. So I'm assuming it's had a jump out. There's no official trial there I can't that I can see in the form, is there? Or what's the... No, there's not. I can check. I can't check while I'm on this, but I can... Um... Is that like a slight concern, like the double SP... It's amazing how many horses like completely get out the gate and then run a, like having a regular heart rate. Yeah, it is. It's almost disgusting. Yeah. It feels well, like, I don't know. Uh, Shane, I, I feel you, brother, and um, I don't know what we can sort of say about that without. Um, I don't um, want to bring up the Victorian jump outs again, Jack. But that's no, exactly. Don't, don't. I'm not. I'm not having. As you can probably tell, punters, I'm a bit fucking over it today and uh, I haven't actually done a lot of the trials yet because I'm actually feeling a bit sick from other things that have been going on and I can't take the nausea that comes with watching these trials I'm going to settle into them tonight in good health is the one I thought yeah same Well, I, I like them both just like a few less questions about it around so, it so maybe, maybe just like level stake them no, I mean like double. I have double on um, in good health, but I still want to get something out of. See yep. all the things you said about Mamzelle. When it comes out and is well backed and runs a huge race, the, the sickness of that causes me mentally. I, I need to be on it. Hundred percent. I'm just trying to find. When it yeah, did... sometimes you do all the work. You can do all the work in the world, but you just can't pull the trigger until until the market tells you that it's time to pull the trigger. And that might mean taking fucking $9 uh, instead of 13 on some occasions. This could be one of them. Yeah, so I think it was a little bit deeper into its preparation last time it entered this race. It did have 294 days off this time. And that was second up, and it has sort of blown a gasket. So that isn't good, really. But um, the stable's flying... She doesn't run bad races. Like, mm. 
two bad races this prep, but like the previous prep was ninth, fourth, and third, third, fourth, second, first, fourth. Always there or thereabouts. Um, but I, I do think, it, I'm definitely, if I if we're on like um, TV or .com uh, or RSN, I'm, I'm tipping in good health from Mamsell Test, but I'm certainly winning on both. But again, then I get great because Luke Nolan, Yulon Code. Yeah, he let that roughy cross him and then sit at, at OSL. Then he went around it. The, the roughy ran second. He ran third. Ugh. Only just got beat too, didn't it? I had the binos on too to see if there was any sort of like eruption post-race. I don't think there was, Peter. Did you notice it? Uh, I couldn't detect anything outside of uh, that. Great. That there was a there was a there was a there was a mayor parading in a pantsuit with grey locks that Peter was obsessed with. I had to pinch the had, Peter. Give me the bonus back. I want to watch the ponies, mate. Please. It was unbelievable. Under the bus, I think they refer to that uh, sort of behaviour. I was going to mention Ocean X, but I can't find the trial. I'll do that later. I want to see how that horse trialed. Big fan of Stayer's first up. I think the right yeah. Stayer. So I, I just want right, to see. Over the right trip too, isn't it? Yeah. Just want to see how that trialed, though, before committing to anything. And obviously, we'll get back, so we need that little push for how the track's playing. And I think uh, just to, to do the last group race very, very quickly, Shikafuerte should be winning, probably beats... Um, Miss in between. Shikafuerte is a disgracefully short price, though, considering it went around at $15 last start when we were on and, and uh, somehow didn't win. Only went 18 lengths fast to the 600 as well. Beaten by a maiden horse who then, that then ran like a, a group one figure to beat us. No issue bouncing off that figure? Yeah, like a high risk. Don't bet, but it probably wins. Certainly not betting, mm-hmm. but very hard to find anything to bet again to bet to beat it. Looks like it just rolls forward and controls the speed from outside. The danger. Yeah, but it did. It looked like it would do that at Flemington, and and uh, Mark elected to sit three back, and one off. So um, they did go twenty lengths below, twenty lengths quick, I suppose. But then, but then you're implying that Mark and the rest of them can count when I think that's a big call. We make a few outlandish statements on this show from time to time. Well, if they can, if they know how fast they're going that time, why do they not know how fast they're going other times? Someone might argue. Fair argument. Anything else, lads? <laughs> AFL, AFL, and NRL. Before we forget. Now, the Pope, the NRL man, enormous start. If you listen to him on the Barefoot podcast, you can just understand. You'll just pick up how articulate and thought out this man is. Uh, selective in his bets. Uh, pretty stiff with the Brisbane bet last week too. What were they, Curly? 18-0 up? Yeah. 18-0 yeah, up and decided to go down by eight points. Um, covered the line just, but... You know, couldn't get the full sweep there. Um, but yeah, how of... very, just on Brisbane, while well, how very Brisbane that the Broncos supporters surrounding force on Twitter saying they've restored pride in the jersey. They blew an 18-point first-half lead and got absolutely steamrolled. 
And if that if they're going to cop pats on the back for that performance, they are an automatic lay any price away from home for the rest of the season. <laughs> My NRL knowledge is deep. I've been following the game for 30 minutes. <laughs> We've put that one in your black book, punters. They're going to eat. They're going to they're going to lap up their own publicity there and say, "Geez, we restored a pride in the jumper. We only got beat eight. Lay. Sorry. Very good. And meanwhile, in the AFL, the first uh, prop bets have gone out, which is good. So, looking forward to uh, watching Carlton fail again in round one. Well, they can fail. They can fail. But as long as they accumulate a lot of possessions, I'm happy. Well, we've already got a bet out from Cam Dean, who is back because he won last year um, in a really trying year with the COVID, the bubbles. He, he found a way and won. Um, he's back at it this year. He's already started betting. And um, why don't we give out one bet? The rugby league, or should we not? Yeah, let's do it. We're on, we're on para at six, with six and a half to, to knock over the storm or just to not lose by more than six. So there, there's a little little freebie. Have 10 bucks on that. That'll get you a subscription for next week or the rest of this weekend. Um, it is good information. It makes watching sport very, very enjoyable over your weekend on KO, if that's how you consume it, like I do. It'd be bloody great to be able to afford KO. Yeah. Well, there's a bloke, there's a bloke I know pinching mine, but... Um, Let's just say he has me a few fish. Big weekend ahead. Hopefully the rain continues to come down in Queensland and they're all cooled off so I can just sit back and drink cold cans and bet on the footy. <laughs> I am. Any chance they'll call off the Sydney meeting, do you reckon? Oh, look, I don't know. Don't care, really. Yeah, me either. All right, that's us, punters. I'm off to ride my car sick son to a train station, then on a train for 45 minutes, then on the bike for another 25 to see a doctor. I hope your weekend goes better than that. Uh, join the mailbag at Condo.au, support the show so we can keep bringing you our rambling content. Bye. <laughs>